The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to She Talks Health with Sophie Shepard. Today's woman has a lot of questions about their health and lifestyle choices. But where can you get the right answers? The answer is here and the time is now. Here is your host, Sophie Shepard. Welcome back, ladies, to She Talks Health. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, functional nutrition practitioner and women's menstrual health coach coming to you on the Health and Wellness Channel for Voice America, the largest live internet radio network in the world. So special shout out for last week. So hello to the U.S., to Canada, China, Australia, Ecuador, Ireland, Japan, and the Netherlands. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. I am so grateful for you for tuning in. Truly, it is my pleasure to show up each and every week to serve you fully. And if you are looking for the latest in women's menstrual and digestive health, follow me on Instagram and Facebook at She Talks Health. Today, we are talking about a woman's guide to wellness and how does the modern woman navigate a healthful life? COVID-19 has shown the world that your health is not a cost, it's an investment, and you have to make it. But where do you start? With diet alone, there are proponents for seemingly opposite philosophies from vegan diets to carnivore diets, and we can't just stop with food. We have to go way past that for health. It's not just diet alone. But if you're exhausted, bloated, overweight, not sleeping, having mood swings, awful periods, acne breakouts, aches and pains, these are all signs of dis-ease. So I'm so excited because in today's episode, we dive in deep with a dear friend and a woman I love deeply, Paleo Effects co-founder and CEO, Michelle Norris. And we're going to hear her philosophies on the seven pillars of health. And just in case you don't know, Paleo Effects is the largest paleo platform and event in the world, but it goes way past just paleo. We are truly lucky to have Michelle with us today. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sophie. So excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to just jam. We have the best conversations. <laughs> yes, we do. So much what? fun. Now everybody gets to listen in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is like the best part about having a radio show is just to talk to your friends. Yeah. So Michelle, um, just in case the audience doesn't know a lot about Paleo Effects, could you tell us more about your journey in founding it with your husband, Keith? Yes, absolutely. So um there's like two little backstories to Paleo Effects. Um, our daughter, Brittany, was killed in a car accident uh, 11 and, a little over 11 years ago. And um, when we attended her memorial services, we were really struck by how impactful she uh, She was killed three days before her 23rd birthday and a week before her college graduation. So this big, huge party that we had planned to celebrate her birthday, to celebrate her college Um, graduation and Mother's Day um, turned into a celebration of her life. And so we had a a receiving line and there were about 700 people there and they were waiting to pay their respects to us. And every one of them kept telling us how she had changed their lives. And it was very specific. It was not, you know, topical or um, just, you know, it, it wasn't superficial. It was, was, she changed my life because she said this, or she changed my life because she did that. And we were, um, you know, on autopilot, a little bit numb at the time and yeah. definitely in shock. And so 
Um, but we came away with, from that knowing that we could not let Britney's legacy of changing people's lives die with her. Now, she was a very gifted and beautiful musician and singer. She had gift of prophecy. She was going to be a minister. So she was a music and worship ministry major. And wow. she had been to work in the mission field. And so she had could preach. And she, um, when you saw Britney worship, it was literally like watching an angel. And so many people regarded as that. And so she was definitely someone that just was on fire for, for God. And so she, um, you know, we struggled trying to figure out what that would look like to carry on her legacy because, you know, her gifts for music and worship and ministry and all of that stuff. And those are definitely not our gifts. So mm -hmm. um, it took us a while for us to figure out that we just needed to operate in our gifts, which was food and nutrition and fitness and health and wellness. And so, um, you know, fast forward two years after Brittany died, um, we were sitting on the runway at LAX and we had just returned. We were getting ready to fly back home to Austin, Texas after the inaugural ancestral health symposium. Now the inaugural ancestral health symposium is a very decidedly academic symposium that talks about the science and theory of, um, the paleo diet. And, um, we were sitting on the runway and I just told Keith, you know, you know, it would be would have been really great is if they had had like cooking demonstrations. They had demonstrations showing people how to do the, you know, the fitness movements, or if they had people showing people how to do the things that they were talking about, it would be really great. And he said, well, it's an academic conference. I don't think that they're going to do that. And um, we just decided then on the runway at LAX that it, it was our job to do it. And that's how we were going to carry on Brittany's legacy. And so we launched wow. Halo FX um, about six months later on our anniversary, actually. Oh, my goodness. That's the thing <laughs> so, about Michelle and Keith. Everything is synergistic and everything has a special date. You know, that's mm -hmm. wow. I can't believe you put that together in six months. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how we did it, but we had almost 700 people in attendance at the first one. And it's grown to over 8,000 people. So um, we are really, really feel very blessed to lead this, um, particularly be leaders in this movement and to, and to um, really help um, spur on um, the progress of the movement and of, of helping people uh, get become um, empowered to take their own health into their own hands. It's not just their, we want, we want people to know it's not just your right, it's your responsibility. And we feel like you have to be your own health advocate. You cannot, you cannot put that on a doctor. Um, and doctors are very well-meaning. They get into what they do for a really great reasons. The problem is that they have so much bureaucracy and so much um, regulated over them that it's, they can't, they don't have the time to be your health advocate. Um, so that work needs to be done by you. You need to be a really good partner for your doctor. And so we just want to educate people on how to do that. Michelle, thank you. In the first five minutes, just dropping bombs already. First of all, again, let me just, um, I always just want to take a note uh, that you, you're always so matter of fact about, of course, Brittany's death, but um, I know how deeply that um, stays with you and Keith. And so thank you for being willing to right off the bat share that story because um, it just allows our listeners to connect to you even deeper and understand where you are coming from. So thank you. And I'm sorry for your loss as always. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, one of the things that I can say about Brittany's loss has been um, she and I talked a lot before she passed um, for, you know, for years before she passed about always finding beauty in the ashes. And while I would never in a million years ever choose for Brittany to die, I cannot deny the beauty that has come from her ashes. That's just something that I feel very, very proud of her for because, um, you know, her legacy was born on that runway, but, you know, tens of thousands of pe people's lives have been changed. So she's still here doing her work and changing people's lives. And I think, you know, um, spiritual health is a p tiny piece of, of uh, Paleo FX, but when you give help get somebody else their actual physical health or their mental health or any of the things in our seven pillars of health, when you help somebody gain that back, um, you give them their life back. And there is, um, and I can't ima imagine her being more proud of that kind of legacy. I, uh, man, this is so amazing. And I feel that I feel really connected to you right now. I have like massive chills running up and down my body because you're right. When you and I and Keith and everyone in this movement get to give that back to somebody, you give them their life. And it is, I love that you said, it's not just your right. It's your responsibility as a human being to be your own health advocate. My whole movement is about empowering women in their health and in order to do that, I think the first step is education and knowledge. So let's dive into your philosophy. And I believe the philosophy behind paleo effects and these seven pillars of health. Can you walk us through what each one is, or maybe just list them out? I know you mentioned spiritual health. I, um, let's just start with what they are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously the first one is physical health. The second one is mental health. The third one is emotional. The fourth one is relational health. And when I say relational, I mean not just the relationships to people, but the relationships to environment. Then it's your spiritual health, your financial health, and the probably one of the most important, <laughs> they're all important, but is tribal health. And so all seven pillars, really, I always look, I, um, whenever I start explaining this to anybody, imagine that this is a set of seven dominoes and they're all set up in a circle because they all hinge on each other. It's like the hormonal cascade. If your hormonal cascade gets out of balance at any point in the, the cascade, it throws every other hormone off balance. This is no different. So if you don't have your financial health then uh, everything else is going to end up falling after that. If you don't have your spiritual health, same thing. You're going to have everything fall off. If you don't have your physical health, particularly if you don't have your physical health, everything falls apart. Financial, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you do not have physical health, you do not have freedom. So you cannot, you cannot be a completely fulfilled and optimized human without all of these seven pillars. So we really, really discuss a lot of this at our event on our platform. And one of the things that I can, that is so important to us as far as letting everybody know is, and then even it goes even beyond the seven pillars of health. So at Paleo Effects and on our platform, we talk about regenerative agriculture. We talk about decentralization of markets, of education, of healthcare, of um, uh, 
everything, business, money, finances, all of that stuff. Um, you see all of that all occurring. And what we see particularly right now is the, we are bringing down all of these old um, systems. We're bringing everything down right now. It's a, I didn't think we'd burn it all down to, to the ground and, you know, in a couple of months, but it's, it's happening. Um, yeah. I think we should, I think your opinion on financial health in this, in this decentralization of markets is actually really important. And I think it does link into health. I'd love, you know, I, let's talk about each one. Maybe we start with the financial piece because this is what's affecting. I mean, more everyone it's affecting everyone. So right. yeah. Well, where, where are you on this, on this? And I know when you, when you talk about financial health, you're not just talking about the money that's in your bank account, right? We're talking about abundance. We're talking about, you know, that is a pivotal shift. And, um, and before you share your philosophy on this, I, Michelle knows this deeply because I've cried to Michelle about this before. I, you know, my, my parents have been bankrupt before. I have lo- we've lost a lot um, in, the, in the 2008 housing crash um, to the point where, uh, you know, financial health directly impact uh, mental, emotional health in, in, to the extent of family members being put into um, hospitals because of their mental health. So financial health does tie into the rest of our health. And um, I think people are coming down on their knees right now because of their financial health. So what can we do about this now? What, I mean, what do people do if they, they just lost their job or, Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we get back to this abundance? Okay. So this is the thing. Um, really, um, and this is a, one of the things that we talk about a lot at PillFX and on the platform is <clears throat> money is energy. <clears throat> that is all it is. Everything we see, everything we don't see, everything we feel, everything we um, believe, all of it is all energy. And we live in a frequency. We live in a vibration. And the thing is, is um, when you live in a really high frequency, you live in a high, and I know this all sounds super woo, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to throw it all out there and I'm going to bring it all back. Okay. Thanks for for the nod. So people don't sign off. You're like, oh, she's woo woo. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Listen, Michelle knows what she's talking about. Hang in there. Okay. (laughs) I, 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 we have really good friends that you got to meet um, while you were here in in Austin. um, And we joke around about how they're woo adjacent. So we're we're definitely (laughs) woo adjacent. So we, um, this is the thing at the, uh, this is, this is scientifically proven. So one of the things that you, just to be really clear is um, the paleo movement is all based on science. It's so heavily based on science. And you cannot tell anyone in the paleo movement to do anything without backing it up with science. So what I'm telling you right now about the energy fields, about the vibrations, all scientific. It's all, there's lots of science to back it up. So the point that I'm making is, is we, one of the things that we, we um, talk about, and I have um, one of my speakers who's really, really well-versed in this, who comes to Paleo Effects every year, who talks about it's around our languaging. It is the way that we speak. It is how we, we are able to, the one thing that you have to, everybody needs to be really, really mindful of is how they speak to themselves. How do you speak to yourself? 
because I can tell you what we do most of the time is that we are nicer to other people than we are to ourselves. And at the end of the day, ultimately, until we actually can fully, unconditionally love ourselves, we will not have the capacity to fully and unconditionally love others. I know that we all feel like we, un if you have children, oh, I unconditionally love my children. You believe that. I believed that for a long time. I didn't realize that I didn't really believe, I didn't really unconditionally love my children until I started getting to the point where I spoke to myself the way that I would speak to my children. And so, and the thing is, is I'm not saying I was a perfect parent or anything like that. I've, I've spoken harshly to my children. I've said stuff to my <laughs> children that I, that I regret and that I wish I had not done. But we are amazing manifestors. Our words are so powerful. When we put words out there, we create. We create from those words. Our body believes everything that we say. And when right. we, we say something and we put it out there, we can make that happen. And it's, and I, I mean, we are, we are the most incredible manifestors. So the problem is <clears throat> our language is what my friend Mark England calls conflict language. Mm -hmm. we, 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 uh, our language is actually built as slave language. He talks about this quite a bit. We actually, <clears throat> what we do is we focus on what we don't want. So when we say something like we're talking to our kids, don't do that. Don't do this. We're focusing on what we don't want. So what we do is we immediately put into their brain the picture of them doing what we don't want. So guess what we're going to end up getting? We focus on what we don't want. So we end up getting more of what we don't want. What you focus on is what grows. And so when you focus on everything that's positive, if you focus on everything that you're grateful for, if you focus on all the things that you do want in your life, you will start seeing them happen. This is no different than when you decide I'm going to go and buy um, a blue, you know, Mercedes Benz. Now, when you get on the road, you're going to see nothing but where you're going to see them all over the place. It's a reticulating factor. So when we start focusing on something we want or focus, whatever we're focusing on, it doesn't matter whether we want it or we don't want it. When we start focusing on that, we start seeing it. It starts coming to fruition. It's how we work as manifestors. So then you'll start seeing blue Mercedes Benzes everywhere. That's a reticulating factor. That's the focus. That's the manifestation. So when we start really focusing on what we want and stop focusing on so this is one thing my entire team went through this. <clears throat> he has, um, he has an entire course, Mark England does. He has an entire course at the time. It was called, um, procabulary. Now I, it's called enlifted. And, um, you, we, my entire team went through this course. And one of the things that I realized was I would immediately tell, like, if one of my uh, employees was late all the time, I, don't be late. Don't be late. Don't mm. be late. If they're late all the time. They're going to continue to be late because I keep focusing on the fact that I don't want them to be late. So that's what, what happens. When I started saying, I need you to be on time. Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on what I want, not on what I don't want. So that's, that's a big, big factor in how we end up in a state of abundance is focusing on what we want. We focus on the positive. And this is one of the other things I can tell you, 
particularly right now, what's happening right now is all nothing that any of us wants. Like, there's not anything about this that any of us wants. And you can still find, in my opinion, you can still find the beauty in the ashes of what's happening. Absolutely. And the way that you find the beauty in the ashes is that you understand that everything that we have not liked about what's been going on in our country, things, different systems, different paradigms, different um, constructs, all of those are coming down. That's all being torn down. Um, And what we need is everybody to focus on, stop focusing on what's happening currently because that's a distraction. All of it's a distraction and that's what it's meant for. It's meant to distract us. It's meant to keep us in a state of fear because when you're in a state of fear, you do not have access to your prefrontal cortex. So you cannot make really good decisions. So if you are seeing the things that you're seeing, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm an empath. So this has been very, very difficult time for me to really um, take on the energy of what's happening to people. I have many days just sat and cried because I needed to get that out and I needed to, uh, you know, I've watched what's happening to really innocent people who are just being hurt and there's just doesn't seem to be any um, type of leadership that's doing anything to protect anybody. So we're all right now in a place where we have to protect ourselves. The only way to protect yourself is to keep yourself out of fear because you can only make really good decisions if you stay out of fear. And this is the thing I'm not saying, don't feel your feelings because you need to feel all your feelings. Feel your feelings when you're completely safe. Feel them when you're completely safe. When you're in a place where you think you might not be safe, you need to really take a deep breath and really get access to that prefrontal cortex so you can make the decision, is it time for fight or is it time for flight? And we're all in this heightened state of fight or flight right now. Everybody's in it. Um, and it's, it's palpable. And so when you start thinking through these processes and start really looking at, at the end of the day, what's coming, what's going to happen when all of this comes down, we need to all put our energy on focusing on what we want the ultimate outcome to be. Focusing on what we want. We want to focus on the positive outcome because when we're all putting that energy into the positive outcome, it will happen. It's because we are super manifestors. We're able to really create what we want. And so if we all put that energy into focusing on what we want when all of this is over, because let me, let's, everything is temporary. This will end. This will pass. And right now, it's a, it's a little scary. I mean, we've, we're pretty close to the riots that happened here in Austin, and there was threats that, they, that Antifa was coming into our neighborhood. And so we got prepared, and we were ready. And, you know, fortunately for us, nothing happened. And um, the thing is, is that we need to, but we need to really think through things as logically and rationally as we can. And we need to think along the lines of what we want. Now, I prepared and I put it out there that it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. I prepared. I'm not saying don't prepare. I'm not saying don't do things that are, you know, that are, um, that will protect you or that you will need, you know, different things that you need to do. But 
then you once you're prepared, shift into this is what I want. This is what's going to happen. This is how. So you vision everything that you want and not what you don't want. Let's let's take a pause here because you've been <laughs> blowing our minds for a few minutes here. We have a few minutes before break. Before we get to the break, uh, first of all, I just love everything you're saying here because it's it's 100% true. And in case anyone wants like a, a verification from me, I have noticed that once I stepped into manifestation, gratitude, um, living at this, you know, higher energy, higher frequency, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's when things happened in a good way in my life. You know, we're, and this is not to make anyone feel bad, but like, you know, April was the most abundant financial month I've ever had. So, um, meaning that, that, but that's because I had been putting in work around manifestation for a long time and trying to get out of the lack and the fear place that I was in. And when we come back, I'd love to talk about how this happened, how this affects physical health, because I talk about this a lot, how when you're stuck in fear, it just completely destroys your, your health. And obviously this is a health show, but this is important, right? Mental health is part of this story and we're all being affected by mental health. So before we jump to the break. Michelle, I'd love to hear from you. Like, do you have any daily practices around visualization, manifestation, gratitude, anything that you could share that someone could maybe pick up as a practical tool um, that's been useful for you? Oh, absolutely. So I do affirmations in the morning and I do affirmations in the evening. And um, it's kind of like it just bookends your day. It starts your day off in a positive way and it ends your day before you go to sleep in a very positive way. And my affirmations, all of my affirmations are around what I want and I talk about them in the present. They are already here. So if I uh, say... I want, I want to, I'm, I'm, we're actually right now looking for land for us to, um, build basically a commune for, for our people. And so we're amazing. I'm moving in tomorrow. (laughs) So, um, so along those lines, one of the affirmations that I say would be, I, um, I receive and I believe, and I am so thankful for the perfect land that will, um, serve as our new home. So I talk about it. It's here. It's just not materialized. So it's already here. So every, so I have 57 affirmations right now on my list. Um, So in those affirmations, it's always, I receive and I believe, and I'm so thankful for, and it's here. Then as I end, it's all of this or something better. And so it is, so be it. So I, that's how I do my affirmations every day. And it's, it keeps me in a very positive space during the day. Um, for the most part, you know, I'm human and things are going to come up that, you know, get me off track a little bit, but I try real hard to get back as quick as I can. And so the end of the day, um, same thing, do the same affirmations. The other part of this that's so great is that when you do this, and particularly if you do it for 21 days straight, you have created new neural pathways in your brain. This is so important. So many people don't understand this. It also can change your DNA. It can change your DNA. So one of my affirmations is um, I, I, my husband and I both have a gene allele um, that is APOE34, which is the allele for early onset oh, so Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah. Yeah. 
and I, I manifest that that is not, that will not be allowed in my body. So. Wow. That's incredible. And oh man, we could talk about that. We have to go to a break. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, we need a part two. Uh, all right. So we have been talking, this is Sophie Shepard. We've been talking with Michelle Norris, CEO and co-founder of Paleo Effects around the seven pillars of health, physical health, emotional health, mental health, relational health, financial health, spiritual health, and tribal health. We've been talking mostly in this last section around what I would consider um, the mental health part of things and how that ties into our financial situation as a country, as a, as a, um, international nation and the affirmations and the practical tools that, that, uh, Michelle does every single day. So if you miss that, go back and listen, please for your, for all parts of your health. And when we come back from the break, we will be diving a little bit deeper into some of these other pillars of health. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Sophie Shepard is a functional nutrition practitioner and founder of She. Sophie helps busy women all over the world go from hormonal chaos to optimal hormonal alignment so they can live their lives fully without being held back by their bodies. Using the power of functional lab testing combined with life-changing mindset shifts and integrating the entire body's system. If the only thing holding you back is your health, it's time to stop letting hormonal chaos run your world. Book your health discovery call today by going to SheTalksHealth.com. Are you done medicating and guessing your way through the exhaustion, pain, and irritability caused by hormonal and digestive health issues? Sophie Shepard, founder of She, will help you go from symptom-ridden and confused to finally having clarity about how your hormones work and confidence in your health strategy in just 10 days. If you are ready to stop living with no energy, brain fog, anxiety, digestive issues, and painful periods, then check out the 10-day digestive and hormone reboot at SheTalksHealth.com. We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Voice AM Health. That's at Voice AM Health. You are listening to She Talks Health. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to sophie at she-nyc.com. That's sophie at she-nyc.com. Now back to She Talks Health. Welcome back, ladies, to She Talks Health. This is your host, Sophie Shepard. On today's show, I have Michelle Norris, who is the CEO and co-founder of PaleoFX. She is dropping knowledge bombs for us around her ideas on seven pillars of health. And these are also the founding pillars of PaleoFX. Uh, we've been talking mostly around our mental health um, and how it connects to financial health and affirmations, all of the above. Um, how money is energy and how we want to live in a higher vibration um, and how we can do that. So if you missed that, go back and check the first half of this episode. I'd love to transition into this place of fear that we um, as a, 
a nation, an international nation are experiencing and how it can affect our physical health. Because this is the the realm that I live in most often with my clients is the physical health. Um, But I will say, having said that, I do coach a lot around emotional health. I think trauma is being created right now a lot too, and that's being stored in the body. And so we have to release all these things and it impacts our physical health. When we're stuck in fear, there's a whole process that happens in our body that um, doesn't allow us to absorb nutrients, for example. It doesn't allow us to think in a way that's helpful. So, Michelle, you have a lot of thoughts about physical health from the paleo effects side of things. How does this fear place that, we're, that a lot of us are living in affect our physical health? And what are your overall thoughts on how we can support our physical health? You, you mentioned earlier in the show how if you don't have your physical health, you don't have freedom. Um, so yeah, the, the, the big problem right now and what we're seeing is that fear, um, and the high, um, stress state that everyone is currently in actually lowers your immunity and makes you more susceptible to any type of virus. And this is one of the things that I, I really want to be clear. Um, I, so I want to also put this out there. I'm not saying that this virus isn't real. So I want to be real clear about that. What I am saying is it's not what they've said it was. And um, the thing is, is that we, what we need to really think logically and for ourselves and do your own research. I'm not telling you what to think. I'm telling you, you need to think for yourself. Don't let anyone, not me, not Sophie, not anyone that you listen to tell you what to think. You need to, we are all trying to help everyone think critically for themselves. So what I will say is that when you are in a state of fear, you lower your immunity and you become susceptible. We have not only evolved with, but we have evolved because of viruses for all of human, I mean, up since the beginning of humanity. So we have evolved because of viruses. They actually change our DNA. And so, um, and, and for the better. So uh, particularly, I'll tell you, I have a, uh, a gene snip that's the MTHFR. That, is an, the, that gene snip is a product of my ancestry actually living through and evolving from the um, bubonic plague. So that is a gene snip that's changed the DNA and it actually is something now. It's something that I have to be mindful of and I have to really watch. So genetics is really a big deal, but epigenetics is far more important than your genetics because epigenetics can determine whether or not you have your genetics actually expressed. So like I said just before the break, my husband and I both have APOE 3-4. So what we do is we um, take those things into account and we um, do things in our daily life and in our epigenetics, which is anything that you put in your mouth, anything you do physically, all of those things, what's your environment, your toxic load, everything. Um, what are the things that you do for yourself, um, for mental health? What do you do for yourself spiritually with your tribe? All of those things all play into the epigenetics that can cause your DNA um, alleles to express themselves or to turn them off. They're kind of like switches. Um, so you I'm just going to pause you really quick, um, Michelle. Yeah. If, if anyone is really fascinated by that, I think everyone should get their genetics tested. I just did a whole panel. Um, check out, I can't remember which episode it is. I think it's four episodes ago. I interviewed a uh, founder of Toolbox Genomics, who's a pharmacist turned 
geneticist um, who who talked all about this and why it's so important, how it's manifesting in your health. So if you want to check that out, go go back a few episodes because I think it's really important and so grateful you're bringing this up again because it's not just again, and I don't know exactly where you're going with this, but here's just a thought from Sophie. Just as Michelle was saying, it is not just your rights, your responsibility to take your health, you know, and be a health advocate. This is part of it. You know, just because your father or grandfather or someone had obesity, diabetes, diabetes, anything else does not mean that it's going to manifest in your body. Just because your mom had PCOS or endometriosis, your sister had endometriosis does not mean it's going to manifest in your body. That's where epigenetics comes in play, the switch on and off that Michelle is talking about. So Michelle and Keith have educated themselves in knowing what their SNPs are and knowing what, you know, what's going on in their body so that they can leverage their, their uh, tools, all these tools we're talking about to work for their specific body. So that's the, that's the responsibility part of, of taking your health into your own hands. Okay. So Michelle... Yeah, and this is the thing. Um, while I may be talking about all this this stuff on this level, that obviously I've been in this realm for a long period of time. The thing is, is that you don't have to be an expert. You can. There are so many experts that know this stuff that can tell you what your genes are, and it's super easy. Lots of apps that you know you can use when you get your genetics or anything to determine what they are, what they all mean, and everything, and what what you can do. So the thing is, is at the end of the day, it's best for you to know what your genetics are. They are not your destiny. Your that is the one thing that um, I think everybody needs to get real clear on. Your genetics are not your destiny. It is your epigenetics that determine your destiny. Um, so, um, like you said, you're not going to, just because you had family members that had heart attacks and heart disease and diabetes and all of these things, these are all diseases of modernity. Every single one of these diseases of modernity can be prevented and every one of them can be reversed. So, um, you can heal yourself. And the, the way that you do that is through taking really good care of what it is you put in your mouth and when you put it in your mouth and how, and um, how do you, um, how do you, how do you exercise this vehicle that you are in this meat suit that you're in, in here? So we get one of these and that's the, the issue. It's like what you said um, at the beginning. That's one of the things I say all the time. People think about their health in a cost. This is an investment. This is no different than you putting money into your house. That is, this is the house you live in. This body is your house for this go around the sun. Okay. So if you're, putting money into your house, you take better care of, most people take better care of their cars than they do their own, this vehicle. And so my, you have to do the preventative maintenance and the preventative maintenance is nourishing this vehicle the way you wouldn't go put, you wouldn't go put diesel fuel into a, you know, a high performance engine that requires super unleaded fuel. You would never do that. You wouldn't put regular unleaded in there. You wouldn't put, you know, so you wouldn't put that kind of fuel into your vehicle. So why do you put that kind of fuel into your body? Your body is your vehicle. And so if you start doing the things that actually help your body, it heals itself. We don't need, we, we honestly don't really need doctors for a whole lot of things outside of breaking arms and you know doing all of this kind of stuff that's the stuff that we need we need medical interventions for but at the end of the day 
What we need is to nourish this vehicle the way that it's intended to be nourished. And that is not through processed foods, GMO foods, um, all of these things that we have now that are not real food that we have gotten so far away from our in, our natural food supply. So going back to, yep. and that's the basis of paleo is, is all just really stopping the, stopping um, the inflammatory foods, which is the processed food, lots of sugar, um, all of those things, soy, and, so, and grains. So those are the things that are super inflammatory. Now, there's a difference between paleo and primal, and paleo it does not do any dairy because dairy can be very inflammatory for a lot of people, but not for the reasons everybody thinks. And then um, primal is that you actually can tolerate dairy, so you do have dairy in your diet. The thing is, is so many people think that they're lactose intolerant when in reality, what they're intolerant to, what their body has rejects is the fact that what we do to dairy to make it shelf stable is we destroy it by, you know, cooking it under really super high temperature. We destroy all the good bacteria in it. And then what we do is we fortify it by putting back in synthetic vitamins that your body does not recognize. So your body rejects it. That's that's why so many people actually cannot do dairy is because the ultra, the high pasteurization and homogenization are the two things that, and putting back fortifying milk or any type of dairy products is what really lactose intolerance is about. It's really not. So most people will find out that they actually have the enzymes to break down lactose and, um, and casein, which are the two proteins that are, can be inflammatory for people. Now, there's a lot of people that cannot do dairy, period, no matter whether they have raw dairy or not. And that's just, that's just your genetics and that's how you are. So um, the thing is, is testing that, checking and seeing. Um, you can get raw dairy in most states. You, there are rules around it. You, sometimes you have to go straight to the farm. That's what you have to do here in, in, in the state. And there's a lot of listeners around the world. I mean, you know, Europe, it's a lot easier to get raw dairy and and you're absolutely right. I mean, there's many reasons why dairy can be inflammatory, but the one that you just explained is often ignored and it's very controversial. Please again, do your research around eating raw dairy, especially if you're pregnant and et cetera. But um, yeah. Yes. So, okay. So paleo meaning removing inflammatory foods. I mean, yeah, guys, the, the root of all disease is inflammation. Yeah. Period. End of story. So if you, oh. you know, Inflammation and trauma. And trauma. trauma not removed from your body. So that's Let's where make you, that transition. <laughs> you've got the two things coinciding. So every trauma that's trapped inside your body is a, is something that ends up ultimately turning into a disease. And so that and that sounds I know a lot of people are like, oh my word, what are you talking about? Okay. So we have a mechanism that we no longer use. So we're the only um animal, mammal, whatever you want to call it, on the planet that no longer uses our mechanism for removing trauma from our bodies. So, for instance, you would see a gazelle being run down by a cheetah. Now, once the gazelle gets itself out of that situation and is safe, the first thing that the gazelle is going to do is throw itself on the ground and start shaking to release the trauma of just having been run down by an animal that wanted to eat it. So, oh my goodness. Right. So think about that process. Think about when you pet your dogs, 
when you pet your dogs and your dogs shake, it's because mm. you have over-energized their energy field. We're all energy fields. That's what we are. And so you have energized their energy field and they need to shake that off. So that's why dogs shake after we, after we pet them. It's because they need to get that energy out because otherwise it ends up getting stored in their cells. They know this, so they do this. Same thing with any kind of situation where a dog gets itself into a scary situation. It'll do the same thing. It'll shake all of that off. So we no longer use that mechanism. In fact, we go so much further, we stop that mechanism intentionally in our children. So when our children fall down, get hurt, start crying, start shaking, the first thing we do is we lay our hands on them. We tell them to stop crying. We tell them it's going to be okay. Instead of letting them shake and feel all the feels and release all the trauma. That's our mechanism. And we stopped doing that as we definitely don't do it as adults. We do it now. We do a, um, an exercise called trauma release exercise. Dr. David Purcelli um, did lots of research around this and recognized this is why there's so much disease in this world is that we don't have the mechanism for releasing it anymore. We, we stop it. But the thing is, is that we need to feel all the emotions around getting injured, the pain, um, the crying, all of this stuff. These are all releases to get rid of the trauma. So when your child falls down, gets hurt, feel free to soothe them by your voice, and, and, but ask them questions. Mm. How do you feel? Where are you feeling it in your body? Where is that showing up? What is it? So they start actually connecting the parts of their body to their brain for them to understand where they're feeling so they can learn how to release trauma because if you start asking them the questions while they're feeling it they'll start connecting the dots themselves and they'll be able to get themselves out of trauma much faster that means your children will will be will end up ultimately being free of disease if they take care of their bodies they nourish their bodies the right way they exercise and they release trauma so those are the big big things so that kind of plays into the spiritual piece is can we take a a pause (laughs) because this is really big stuff for a lot of women um there's not yet been a single woman that's come to work with me or talk to me on any call that has not experienced trauma it comes in all ways shapes and forms we aren't talking about the fact that you don't have to go through sexual abuse or physical abuse to experience trauma it happens in micro moments also um but i will tell you from personal experience that trauma plus inflammation is why i developed hashimoto's leaky gut SIBO. every every disease place that i can come back to had an emotional trauma connection to it and it was not until i started to release this trauma and there's many layers by the way it takes years to do this work it's not like an easy thing that you can just like do once like you know michelle was saying and then just leave alone this is like an investment and then a current um, preventative care model that we're talking about. But when you start to actually dive into that and not stay afraid of it, and when you look at yourself in that way and start to do this work, it is amazing what reveals itself, what gets released, how your body starts to to move out of this place. So um, yeah, I just wanted to say that because this is really <laughs> this is really important. It's it, and it's hard. Are there before we move into spiritual? Are there any resources that you've come in? I really want to talk about spiritual. Is there anything that you can point someone a book or a resource people can start to maybe tangibly start yeah. to do this work? Do some research around trauma release exercise. Doctor David Purcelli. 
He, um, he does uh, classes and workshops all over the place. There's lots of um, practitioners that are starting to do this somatic um, release and experience. Um, you can also do EMDR, which is, I always forget the, what they, that stands for, but it's basically a tapping. That's the other thing too, is there's the tapping solution where you tap to break up the patterns and everything. So there's lots of information around this. If you just do a search of trauma release um, exercise or trauma release, you're going to find all of the different um, uh, modalities of how you can do this. There's many different ways. And then probably my favorite way of releasing trauma and the way that I think has been the most impactful for me has been using plant teachers, plant medicines. Yes, let's close our episode out with plant medicine and uh, plant yeah. teachers and spirituality. Yeah, so it's been, um, you know, lots of many years of doing this type of work um, through ayahuasca ceremonies, through doing um, psilocybin ceremonies, through MDMA, um, all different types of um, plant teachers. Um, it's been an interesting process and it's one that I feel very, very... Um, very uh, strongly about that it is it releases so can release so much trauma from you and you can get so much insight from it and the the, the thing that really um, kind of came full circle for me probably in the in the last several months really was it was interesting because some very early on ceremonies did had these revelations and, and, and images and visions that I didn't understand until the last few months of what we're going through right now, <clears throat> they finally came full circle. And I was like, Oh, okay, wait, that's what this means. So the thing is, is that it does take time to go through these processes. The one thing that I can tell you is I can't, I cannot say and, or stress enough. Um, you really need to do your homework around um, using plant teachers, using and attending any types of ceremonies. You really need to really do a lot of research and you really need to be called. This is not recreational. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, that's doing drugs, whatever. This is not about doing drugs. This is not about having fun. This is not about, um, you know, being all, you know, it, it's, it's around doing real personal work on your personal psyche and what has come for me is that I am my own sovereign free being. I am my own divine being. And, um, and I um, have finally started to really truly understand and embrace that, that we are divine beings that were intended to live in a space of nothing but a frequency of love. And um, what's happening to us right now is happening because we're being controlled and we're being manipulated. And when we wake up to all of that and we release all of that, we are really, truly sovereign and free over our soul. And so, um, and really, in my opinion, and you have to do a lot of research because this has been a deep dive, lots of rabbit holes, is understanding how this manipulation has been happening over humanity and that right now, um, this is what, what you're seeing is a battle for human souls right now. It is a battle between good and evil. And, it, and I'm not talking, um, yes, it's biblical proportion. <laughs> um, and I also don't, I don't necessarily think that that's what we're going to actually see. I think what we're seeing is us getting the opportunity to save ourselves. 
Absolutely. I think we're, we're being given, like you, you talked about like coming out of the ashes and, and what's there and the silver lining and things. I mean, this is, it's more than silver lining. This is ho- hopefully an opportunity for us to stand um, as these sovereign beings, as uh, individuals, as love, you know, and that this is, this is all connected to, you know, to all of what we just talked about, the seven pillars, you know, physical, emotional, mental, relational, financial, spiritual, tribal health, this is um, a right and a responsibility that we all get to have. And I, I hope that we get to see more people take it um, and take that into their own, you know, into their own hands. Not that, and by the way, none of this means that it's all for, you know, you're all about yourself, right? Yeah. Can we just maybe mention that? And we have two minutes oh, before we close, but this isn't. Absolutely. I, I believe we are all connected. Um, we are, there is no other you are, you and I are the same. You and I are one. And when you recognize it, because that's how we, we have mirror neurons for a reason. And that's because we can feel each other's pain. We can see it like you watch TV and you see some of the destruction that's happening and you start to cry. That is your mirror neurons. That's you recognizing your feeling for the, for what you believe is the other is not the other. It is you. It's what's happening to you. This is all happening to all of us right now. Um, even if we're not physically down in in the protests, we're not physically somewhere where that's all happening. We it's all happening to us because all of our energy is all connected to each other. Mm-hmm. And so when you start recognizing that and seeing it, this is where we become free, and this is where we actually release all of that. And we and when we all come together and recognize that we're all one, we're all connected, and that we are all love then we can actually be, you know, get out of this human trap because um, we're all, we're all sovereign beings and we're all meant to be here in love. Michelle, what a beautiful message to end on. Cause I think a lot of people are, are lost this week and, and feeling um, like they want to maybe disconnect, but this is the time to connect. This is the time where we get to show up as one, one body. Um, can I say one last thing real quick? One of the other things I'm going to tell you is when you start feeling really afraid or out there or fearful, the, probably the best thing that you can do, because I can tell you the energy field from earth is the mo- is the highest frequency of love. Go out, get yourself into the grass, put your hands in your feet, bare feet into grass and just breathe and feel that energy because that grounding is where you end up ultimately in that vibration and frequency of love. I know this all sounds super woo, but I'm going to tell you, if you really go do it and you feel it, when you start feeling fearful, that is, that's one of the things that I do as well is go get in the grass and feel the vibration of love that comes the closer you are to the ground, the closer you are to that frequency. It's not woo, it's woo adjacent. <laughs> um, what Michelle is talking about is also known, I, I believe, as like earthing and grounding. There's a lot of science behind it. There's grounding blankets, earthing blankets. So if you live in a city, that might be more accessible to you if you can't get out to grass. We have 30 seconds left. Michelle Norris, where can people find you? <laughs> they can find me at Dana Michelle Norris on um, Facebook and on Instagram. And for some reason, Twitter doesn't like my full name. So it's D Michelle Norris on Twitter and then our paleo FX P A L E O F X.com. And on all of the um, social channels where paleo FX. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being a guest on she talks health today, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. 
Yay. And thank you to the audience for giving us your time. We are so grateful that you tuned in. If you like today's show, would you please take a few moments to leave a rating or review for me? This actually helps people find the show, which means more women who need access to this information will have the ability to find us. We absolutely love to hear from you. So please leave a comment. And I really hope you enjoyed it. This is Sophie Shepard signing off of She Talks Health. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you for joining us this week for She Talks Health. Please join Sophie Shepard again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another episode of our show on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.